Welcome to How to Grow Your Influence Online with me, Gordon Glenister, your host. Uh, I'm an author, filmmaker, and influencer marketing expert, and I'm going to be bringing you some amazing guests from the Arabian region that help grow your influence online. So whether they be well-known influencers, entrepreneurs, to journalists, and well-known brands, all of which will have a unique perspective on how they have grown their influence. Our shows are made in partnership with our friends at One Digital Entertainment, Arabian's leading entertainment and content creation platform, and published every two weeks on a Wednesday. Grow your influence online with Gordon Glenister. But before I introduce you to my special guest today, don't forget to subscribe to this channel just to make sure that you don't miss a future episode. And if you liked it, please do give us a review. It makes a real big difference. Now, in today's episode, I'm talking with legendary content creator, The Car Expert, famous for not showing his face. He's now amassed an audience of over 232,000 followers on Instagram and 471,000 on TikTok. So a very warm welcome to the show today. This is great. I'm really excited today to be uh, interviewing uh, one of the Middle East's biggest content creators. And he's a real expert uh, in not only digital creation, but specifically around the niche of uh, uh, supercars. And it's an area of subject that I'm really fascinated with. So welcome uh, today uh, on Growing Your Influence Online. Um and of course, I don't know your real name. We are known as the you're known as the car expert, which is this fabulous identity that you've created. Uh, welcome to the show, anyway. Thank you so much for having me. It's lovely meeting you, and again, thank you so much. No, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. So, how did you? Because we were just start, we were just talking offline. Actually, you, you you haven't been doing this for very long, have you? I haven't been actually. It's been I think uh, post COVID, I don't know, two three years, something like that. Uh, it was the COVID period when I started making content and stuff like that. So uh, I'm into selling cars and stuff. But the, the reason why I got into content creation was simply because a lot of, you know, our clients and a lot of my friends, they did not know about, you know, basic things about their cars. Like they would call me up and they'll be like, hey, bro, can you just tell me where should I go to fix, uh, like, you know, change my cabin air filter? I'm like, you don't know how to change your cabin air filter? They're like, yeah, I don't know. So where should I do go? Which garage? So I used to, you know, show them with demonstration. I used to just take my phone out, open the cabin, you know, cabin, uh, the dashboard, glove compartment, glove box compartment, and show them that this is how you remove it. And you get another one and you fix it and you're good to go. No need to charge. No need to go to a garage and they will charge you like 500, 600 bucks. Mm. Well, you can just do it for 20, 30 bucks. That's it by your own, own self. Yeah. So then I realized a lot of people, they actually own cars, they drive cars, but they don't know how, they don't know the basic things about cars. Yeah, no, it's it's frightening, isn't it? Really, and 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 I know even back in the UK, sometimes people would almost be ripped off, can't they, by by um, just just taking what the car dealers says to them. They don't shop around. I mean, I, even myself, I've I've been with the same car mechanic for twenty odd years. I've never, I don't think I've probably quibbled a bill more than once. You know, it just shows you though, doesn't it? Really, I could. But that said, um, trust is very important. You, you know, when somebody's putting stuff in your car, you want to make sure that you um, 
uh, they're doing it correctly because it's if they're not, it can be quite dangerous. Yeah, true, actually. That's one way to put it. But for me, I would personally say that people have become lazier day by day because of so much technology, of so much, you know, uh, things uh, becoming easy and, you know, on the tap of just a phone, the tap of a finger, you can just get everything done. People have prioritized things differently. Like if you were to ask me 30 or 40 years ago, uh, you know, maybe you or someone, you know, older than you, if, if something like that, if something happens to their car, they would do it by themselves. They would never go to the mechanic. Like if I will talk about, you know, my elders, people who, you know, from older than my generation, they never used to go to a mechanic. They themselves were half mechanics by themselves. Really? Anything happens? Wow. Yeah. Worst case scenario, they would just go to the, you know, owner's manual. And they would read that stuff out. See, now, this is a funny thing, which I had, you know, in my previous podcast as well with another guy. Uh, I talked about how funny it is and stupid it is that the owner manual in, in the back in the days, like in the 80s and 70s, they <laughs> used to tell you that yeah, they used to tell you how to open a manifold or how to you know open the throttle body of a car. And now the owner manual, manual tells you not to drink coolant water. Like we went from opening throttle body, repairing it or fixing it to don't drink coolant water. I mean, come on. Something oh have gone in a messed up way. We have messed up when it comes to cars. There's no connection to a person driving in his car these days. Because yeah. everything is automatic. Everything is, you know, uh, artificial intelligence and all that stuff. So you don't feel the car. You just seem to have a car just to take you from place A to place B. Mm. But for me personally, I say cars, they are, you know, living entity. They breathe, they breathe uh, oxygen, they exhale carbon dioxide, they need a mechanic, which is, again, a doctor, uh, they need water, they need they, they eat uh, oil, they need uh, fuel, so all that stuff. If you think about it, one way or another, they speak as well, they have their own, you know, exhaust sound, engine sound, they're speaking in their own language, except Teslas and EV cars, of course, that's, <laughs> they, they, they are not a living entity, absolutely not. But yeah. apart from that, EV cars, you know, apart from EVs, electric vehicles, I would say a car would speak to me. When I'm driving a car, I know there is a problem with this car. I need to check it. I need to resolve it. I need to get it done. And where did you get your interest from it? Was it through generation? Where did you learn about all this sort of stuff? Uh, so it's it's uh, it's same like, you know, a kid when you, you are when you were a kid and you know, uh, as I say it, I say, okay, uh, sorry for the language, but again, I say every human being is born a racer. Like you come to this world by racing, I don't know, millions and billions of spams. You're kidding me. <laughs> so I was a racer back then. I am a racer till now. I, I do race and stuff like that. So for me personally, I think it was something which was, uh, you can say, I inherited from my father or stuff like that. But again, every kid, when he sees a car, like back in the days when we used to see a car, we used to be fascinated. Mm. Wow, that's the sound of an exhaust. That's the sound of a 2JZ engine, of a turbo, of something, you know, something was amazing. But nowadays, you know, cars, they don't make sound. They just drive the same. They look way too modern. The colors are really dull. The maximum color choice you have is white, black, uh, midnight blue, and gray, and Nardo gray. Back yeah. in the days, there were like different colors, like 10,000 shades of red, blue, sky blue. You know, they used to look colorful. They used to, they used to look really nice. And that was, was fascinating to me as a, from a very young age. And because of the, you know, family and because of the blood and because of the traditions and stuff, we share a very good knowledge of cars, a very good passion of cars, a passion of tuning cars and, you know, doing stuff with our cars, doing experiments with the cars. So it's from a very, uh, you know, very young early age. age. 
Yeah, and and and, well, and of course now what you're doing is you're inspiring so many others, aren't you, with what you're doing uh, online um, with your content creation as well. I mean, yes. tell us a little bit about your videos and how big they have become. Okay, so uh, I'm known as the guy who wears the masks and talks about cars. No one knows who who I am, where I'm from, what's my name. Uh, you know stuff like that nothing personal they want to, do they want to know it absolutely they would love to know who i am who's the guy behind the mask is but mm. i keep it in a way that i i want people to you know love the content they should learn something uh from the content they should watch my videos not because of who i am where i'm from what what my face looks like but because of how good and relevant the content is mm. and i used to make start you know start making videos to help people out and it is actually helping a lot of people like i'm getting on a daily basis uh, on Instagram, like two, three thousand DMs every single day, no, and people are all asking really? me about, you know, uh, absolutely, yeah, they want to ask me where should they get their car insured, which garage is a good one, where they can buy the parts. Even though, till an extent, where people are buying brand new zero kilometer cars and they're asking me, should we buy it from a dealer, the from the agency, or should we wait, or should we do this, and what should we go for the maintenance? Should we still do it from dealership or this place or that place? How much would it cost? Like, still they ask me on a daily basis, and I love that. I would, if you will send me a message on Instagram, even if you have 2 million followers and you'll be like, hi, how are you doing? I would not reply to you. But if you will ask me, my car is a problem. Trust me, without a second thought, I will be personally there. Without a media team, I will be there and I would answer your queries, whatsoever. That's and a lot of people have been inspired, actually, to, even though I, I was not, uh, you know, making videos to be famous or, you know, to sit and people would be like, hey, let's take a video, let's take a photo. I'm sitting with this guy. He's an influencer or he's a celebrity. I don't consider myself as a celebrity whatsoever. And that's the reason why I wear a mask, because I don't want to be famous. I want to sit in a public place with my family, with my friends, without the mask, with the peace of mind, without knowing, you know, someone is recording at me or they would come and be like, hey, can I take a photo or can I take a video with you? Because there is no peace of mind whatsoever. You're getting me? I love that. That's really, really um, inspiring. And I think the fact that you are, you know, when you get that amount of direct messages in your on your Instagram and you are responding to those people about their their needs, um, it's it's fantastic. I mean, one of the things we often say about influencers generally, and I know you said you don't necessarily want to become famous, although lots of people have become accidentally famous <laughs> um, yeah, true. Be, because they're passionate about their subject matter, which I know you are as well. And that comes across mm -hmm. in just the way that you um you you're talking about your 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 subject there and, and what difference you're clearly making and probably you're also helping a a lot of people that are new into cars they bought their first car um they they're not sure about a few things um and, and what do you know what's the percentage of your audience that are women versus men do you know the, the split yeah i think so uh it was i think 31 percent was uh women and the rest they were all men of course, you know, see, men actually, the, the thing is, men share a very sacred kind of a relation with cars. Yes. You don't need yes. to be a car guy in order for you to be, you know, you don't need to be a man to be a car person. But again, you know, a, a man who does not know anything about cars, but he will automatically get fascinated by cars. Same way, like women, they love makeup, they love diamonds. Even if you never had a diamond, but if you're a woman, if I will show you a diamond, you will be fascinated by the diamond yeah. because of how, you know, society have created it in the mind. So men, they like masculinity, they like, you know, cars they like sporty things they like flashy things and let me tell you one thing that cars have been designed to attract men not women mm. 
Yeah. The way the yeah. car have been designed, okay, the, the way the cars, the, the, the manufacturers, they have designed cars, they, they are designed for the male audience. Okay, now let's say, uh, you know, uh, there are some cars which have been designed for the female audience. Absolutely, yes, I would consider that. But the majority of the cars, they have been made in such a way to make a man feel manlier, to make a man feel he's the, mm. he's the, he's the one who is controlling the car. Well, it's so men have their brand, isn't it? Their personal brand. I mean, my I I I love an Aston Martin. Actually, I've always loved an Aston Martin. I've maybe it's the it's the 007 James Bond uh, thing, but there might be somebody else that has got likes a Mustang or um, wants a, a Range Rover or something completely different. You know, it's it's what you feel comfortable with, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Everyone have their own choices. Everyone has their own comfort level. Like I'm a guy who likes you know allowed. Uh, exhaust you are a guy who likes something which looks classy you're yeah. a guy who likes something which has you know a great interior noise cancellation be mm. a peace of mind you yeah. know uh cruise and auto i don't know radar stuff like that you need features i don't need features i need a loud car i need a car which you know grabs my hand when i'm shifting the gears i actually feel the torque i actually feel the you know horsepower going through me to, feel, to make me feel that I'm the one who's controlling the car, you're getting me. I love it. I love it. Yeah, yeah. So, um, what's the um, uh, have you do you uh, how many cars do you own yourself? I, I own actually a couple of cars. I do own a couple of cars again. See, the personal thing, you know, I still don't want to talk about how everything is, even though uh, there are a couple of companies who contacted me that they wanted to write articles about me, which was actually good. If I, would, if I would have, you know, said them, okay, we cannot have these articles, uh, it would automatically get my page verified. Even though Instagram, they've been trying to get my page verified, TikTok, the same thing, but they need my personal, some of my personal information, which I have not been giving them. Uh -huh. So uh, one guy, he actually asked me, how old are you? So I just told him, like, I gave him an example of a car. I'm like, I'm as old as that car when it was introduced. But you know what's really good about this? This only adds to your mystique. It only adds to, adds to the level of interest. Um, which, 100%. 100%. Which... Like, like as, a, as a guy once told me, he's like, you are one of those guys who, you know, people would love to know about. In, 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 you should never reveal your identity because the moment you reveal your identity, there is no fun in it. Same right. like, you know, and people, right. they love to see hidden things. I will give you a you know, stupid example. You go to the beach, you, you see a lot of ladies, 85% of their body is visible. But you look at that percent, like you look at the 15%, which is not visible. You know, your attention goes to that place. So whatever something is hidden, it's, it's more like in a sacred or some more like, you know, people want to know what's behind that. What's oh. behind that, you know, face. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, indeed. Indeed. Fascinating. Fascinating. Yeah, yeah. So um, what's been your most successful videos in terms of... Uh, I actually... So basically, uh, all of my videos have been really, really, really successful. Like uh, for me, uh, personally, I would say one of the recent videos which I made was in a podcast again, where I was talking against EV cars, electric vehicles. Yeah. Uh, and that got, I think, I think, I think on Instagram, it has maybe 14 or 15 million views. Uh, on TikTok, five to six million views, the same videos. So overall, like 20, 25, 20, 23, 24 million views, I think, for one video. Apart from that, there have been videos where I'm trying to uh, get unstuck from the desert, how you can get yourself unstuck from the desert. Uh, some other videos, informative videos, like why BMW, you know, have these issues or why, uh, how, why, see, have you not, have you ever seen a BMW logo, by the way? I think you have. Yeah, of course I have. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever noticed the BMW logo? So the B, it's on the blue part. 
them is in the middle and the W is on the white part, like BMW, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So BMW logo is like B, blue and white. So they have put the B, uh, the blue, the, uh, the B on the blue and uh, the M on the middle and W on the white. So, you know, videos like that have been really successful, actually. Yeah, no, it's interesting. And do you research what you think is going to be um, what people, I mean, how do you know what, what are some of the the key inter interesting points that people want to hear about? Um, do you ask your audience that, or does do you just you do some research? Or That's actually a really good question. That's an absolutely amazing question. I love that question. See, uh, so I've worked with a lot of brands as well. Okay, uh, the thing is, whenever I'm working with the brand or whenever I'm having this media brief with the brands, they're like, "So, what is your proposal? Uh, what is your plan?" How can we promote this? So I just go like that. I make it really simple. I'm like, I have no idea. I'm a spontaneous guy. I, I don't have a plan whenever I'm going to get a place to shoot some video. I'm a guy who is clueless. And even if you were like someone to, if, if you're someone who has an amazing car, like you have built it personally, you know, you just not bought it, but you have built it by yourself. So a lot of time what happens is that they will be like, okay, I have done this. I have done this upgrade. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Don't say anything. I want every, every single one of my reaction to be original. I don't want to sound fake like, oh my God, this is amazing. No. I shoot the video. You know, we start to shoot the video. Then you talk about it. They're like, okay, that's that's good. So the thing is, I'm a guy who lives in the moment. I don't like to plan, script, mm. or, you know, uh, uh, do brainstorming and stuff like that. I, I I hate that. Because then it eventually becomes, you know, my my, my uh, content it becomes fake. Like I'm talking about my personal self. A lot of people, you know, if you're doing a podcast, for you, you need to know about your guest. For you, you need to know about what kind of content they're creating. Like, if you don't know about me, it will be useless for you to interview me because then you would ask me, like, what do you think about lipsticks? It's exactly. totally irrelevant. Exactly. You're getting me. So, so it depends on the content to content. So my content, I believe the reason why it's getting so much good and so much reach, it's simply because it's of the moment. Like, what I feel in the moment, I'm making content at that time. Yeah, yeah. It has nothing to do with, you know, script. A lot of companies that do offer scripts, like, okay, so we will give you this car for the review and just say that this car is the best car, amazing car, wow car. And I'm like, no, that's not happening. That's absolutely not happening, not on my watch. I would rather, you know, I want to feel the car. Because simple as that, see, I will make it short for you. There are a lot of car influencers worldwide and much more famous than me. And uh, maybe they have much more knowledge with uh, as compared to me as well. If you were to watch a guy uh, giving a review of a Ferrari 488, you would not watch my video on Instagram. You would go and type it on YouTube, Ferrari 488, full review, and you would watch a proper review of the car for 20 minutes mm. from each nub to each bolt. People on Instagram and TikTok, they want entertainment. So in order for me to entertain them by you know, showing a video and reviewing a car, I should talk to them about how I feel while I'm driving this car. Do I have any emotions while I'm driving this car? How fast do I feel it? No one wants to know the statistics. No one wants to know it's a... 3.6 liter engine, twin turbo, you know, uh, holy sniper modded car or stuff like that. No, the basic stuff they don't want to know. They want to know what's good in it. Yeah, no, so that's exactly uh, what I do. And and I think you just come over as super authentic, and that's what people want online more than anything else. They want to feel absolutely, that you're, absolutely, you are an expert and you know your stuff. And I feel that um, when you are an expert. Uh, you, you you ooze trust and that's one of the most important things with with growing influence if i'm honest is 
uh, is where trust exists and people feel confident that actually and the fact that you know you reach out to people and people are commenting on your posts in such huge numbers we don't even have to um, search far we can see that trust in front of us because we can also see the reaction to the comments for, for that you have created that you've given to other people and that's what's so great about the whole world of influencer marketing uh, it's a very people one-to-one -one connection which you just can't have from almost any other media um so um so what's the future look like for you where are you um, what's the plans to, to to grow even further uh, the plans, it's, uh, I'm a guy who goes with the flow. I have no plans whatsoever for the future. What will happen? What will I do? What will I not do? But the only thing which I want to be consistent is that I have a, you know, I have one ambition, which is I want to save the, you know, the engines. Since the EV is going fastly, it's going on, 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 on a crazy way. A lot of people, they have already bought EV cars. They don't like it. Trust me, the people who have bought EV cars, they don't like it at all. But they, they are ashamed to say it. They don't like it. They've already invested an amount. And, you know, they, they give you this fake thing where they want to say that, no, we are saving the environment. It's much better for the environment. Mm. But have you done your research on EV, uh, Gordon, if, if you don't mind me asking? Well, yeah. And it's interesting because the, I, I'm, I am wondering whether or not my next car should be a, an electric vehicle. Um, uh, I'm fascinated by the growth of it in the UK here. I don't know what it's like in comparison to the Middle East, but um, it is... Um, yeah. So if you I'm... talk about the Middle East, for us uh, personally, you know, we, we are an oil state and a lot of people, they think that, oh, no, they're an oil state. So, you know, of course, they would have to go against the EVs because they need to sell oil. Absolutely cool. not. We don't we see our main source of income. If you talk about, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be too much political, but again, our main source of income is just, not just oil. It's tourism. It's investment. Mm -hmm. It's business. It's all that other stuff. You're getting me. So the thing is about uh, let's talk about the EV uh, a little bit, because that's one of my favorite topics ever. I love yeah. to roast EV people. So uh, if you talk about EV, you will say that, no, it's good for the environment. It's good for the future. That's what you have been, you know, hearing all this all this time. It's good. The carbon emission, there will be no carbon emission. But do you know how much, like, I will ask you a question. Uh, how do you create lithium? Do you, have a, you, have, you have to make the battery. How do you create yeah. lithium? You make it by mining it. Course, and you yeah. have to yeah. mine so much minerals you have no idea how devastating and how crazy that is for our environment. Like mm -hmm. if we see the ratio of an EV car, okay, how to, are you, when, when you're making just the battery, I'm not talking about the whole car, the, the, if you're making the battery and if you if, leave the disposing part, just when you are in making it, the battery of an EV electric vehicle, it's doing more harm to the environment than an e, you know a normal internal combustion engine would ever do in its own life for 10 to 15 years. Is that right? Even if you're using gasoline. Wow. Now, second thing, second thing, the biggest concern is the disposal of batteries. That is going to do so much harm. You have no idea. Like I cannot give it to you. Like I cannot give you all the details because simply because it will be a long podcast. But to do your research on it, how dangerous are EV batteries for the environment while created, and how how can they be you know recycled or how can they be disposed? It's absolutely crazy if you think about it. And now now the the main part. How do we create electricity to charge an EV? How do we create electricity? Not every single country is a nuclear power country where they have nuclear power to you know, generate electricity. So mm -hmm. what they do, they burn coal, they, they burn uh, fossil fuels. It's all about you know, fuels. So it's again, the same thing. 
you know, uh, as Andrew Tate said, I would rather drive a car. My car is being started by uh, 14 million old dinosaur fossil fuel. You're getting me? <laughs> so I would still do that. I would still say, you know, EVs, EVs are the future, but not for the longest period of time. They will eventually go down. The same way, you know, a lot of people, they fight it and they're like, no, EVs are the future. Internal combustion engine, they would go, they would be bye-bye. I'm like, no, our horses, like if you talk about horses, horses were the means of transport back in the days. Are horses, are horses extinct? Absolutely not. People still ride horses and they've become actually a luxury. People do pay more these days to ride, you know, go to a stable and uh, rent a horse and drive it and, you know, ride one. Same goes with the car as well. Cars, internal combustion engine will never die. It will be for as long as you, as you can think. Mm. Now, second thing is the charging, charging port and charging stations. Uh, if I'm traveling with my family and I have to travel like 1,000 miles or whatsoever, my range on my uh, EV would be 350 to 500 miles maximum. And I need to charge it for the, another three, four hours or two hours, you know, even if it's a fast charger. So in the middle of the desert or in the middle of nowhere, I have to find a charging station where yeah. I cannot even find a, a drop of a water. So what should I do? I'm with my family. I cannot take this car for the family routes. You're getting me. Mm. Mm. And even if I do, I need to take like three, four hours to get it charged. So what am I going to do with that? I have an internal combustion engine. Wherever I go, I, I park the car at the petrol pump. He, the guy puts petrol fuel in for me for within the next two minutes. I'm good to go for another 1,000 kilometers. Yeah, yeah. So no, these I... are all the basic things which a lot of people, they don't actually understand. You, you're, you're right. I mean, we you've, you've probably heard of this expression, but it, it, it's uh, it's called range anxiety, isn't it? Where um, I was actually an electric car with a friend of mine just the other week. And I asked him about this question and I said, have you have you suffered range anxiety, which is yeah. worrying that the the um, the, the, the energy of fuel is well, not fuel, but the, the battery life is going to expire is going to run out in a uh, before he's he's near a, a charging point um and it is an issue uh it really is i mean the number of charging points of course are growing but i can imagine definitely when you refer to it in the middle in the uh, desert it's a whole new it's a whole new risk factor isn't it absolutely absolutely and you know it's it's, it's crazy I see a lot of people they are like if you talk about the european union right now european union european countries they are going to probably ban all the internal combustion engine that's what their plan is by 2030 and Maybe they have, uh, they're doing it before or maybe after one or two years uh, prior. But the thing is, uh, internal combustion engine, it can never go. You, you need heavy equipment, machineries to mm. dig all these caves and mines and mine all of that lithium. It cannot just go all of a sudden. Like, even if you make a big, big battery, big, the biggest battery ever, what about planes? What about cargo ships? You know, what about them? The, the, the amount of, uh, uh, what's it called? A carbon created or the amount of harm to the environment created by a ship that's 10,000 times more than all of the population of UAE driving them their internal combustion engine cars. And that's a fact. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Listen, I could talk to you for ages. You you really do know your stuff. And it's really, yeah. lovely. <laughs> it's really lovely to have you on the show. I've just got to leave you with one question. Bearing in mind, our show is all about influence. Um, who who influences you in your life? To be quite frank with you, I don't have any. When, when you ask a person like that, they usually would say my father, they would say my elder brother, or, you know, uh, uh, their cousin or someone, a celebrity or someone like that. To me yeah. personally, 
I never had anyone who I would I would you know look up in that with you know what I want to be that guy when I grow up. Mm. I just you know I still remember when we used to sit around with the cousins and stuff. They used to be like, so I want to become like that person or this person or that person. They would ask me, who do you want to become? So I always used to say the one thing: Why should I become that person? Why can I not be an example of my own? Why can I not be like that person who I want to be by my own self? People can look up to me. Why should I look up to people? So yeah. I think it's that mentality which have you know done some good maybe if no harm. So if you were to ask me, yeah, I love my family and I love my family members to that absolutely. I respect them hundred percent. But have I looked up to them at that level that I want to become that person? No, absolutely not. Yeah. So I've I mean, been uh, only you know I've uh, been more of a narcissistic guy, you know, self obsessed guy. <laughs> self obsessed. I love that. <laughs> yeah. um, all right. Well, look, it's it's really great to have you on on our show. And thank you so much for taking the time to speak to us God today. Bless, brother. Absolutely. Pleasure. That's it for another edition of the show. And if you want to head over to my Instagram account, please do. Um, and if you'd like to leave a review, it really does help us. Thank you so much. And until next time, from me, Gordon Glenister, it's bye for now. You are listening to Grow Your Influence Online with Gordon Glenister, a Pod One production.